This is Fish and Fries, an American soccer podcast. I'm Andrew, and this is my co-host, Spencer. We want to bring you an American perspective on the world game. Fish and Fries, an American soccer podcast. I'm Andrew here with my guy Spencer. And Spencer, how you doing, buddy? You doing okay? Andrew, uh, life was all good and everything. You know, we get on here. One of us has a team that's you know flying high and doing great, and one of us has a team that's just absolutely in the mud. And unfortunately for me, that's <laughs> that's me with City being knocked out of the prestigious Woo! Carabao Cup this week, Andrew. Let's go, boys. Oh, I I would feel bad for you if you'd lost another game this year, but you haven't. Um, And it's, you know, well, the only thing I really feel bad about is it's such a prodigious tournament, right? It's such a, the prestige, the majesty of the Carabao Cup, right? I mean, you kind of grow up dreaming about what if I was to play in the third round, fourth round, fifth round of the Carabao Cup, right? Like, you know. Like game-winning shot in the NCAA tournament, Carabao Cup run to the semifinals. <laughs> you know, as far as like childhood dreams go, it's up there. It's beautiful, and fortunately, uh, you guys lost your talisman in Cole Palmer. <laughs> now look who's at home watching the Carabao Cup. God, you guys must feel stupid. God. Yeah, yeah. It's um, <laughs> it's you know. It sucks, Andrew. I don't know what to say. It, it just, it really does suck. Like, we are absolutely mudded, like you said. I mean, hadn't, hadn't, the season was flying high, right? Now it just feels like it's over. Um, Newcastle, <laughs> just. A 1 0 loss. <laughs> snag everything away from us. I just want to, you know what? I, I'm dropping the bit, Andrew. This is bullshit. Why is it like what? the fifth round of the Carabao Cup? Oh, my. And I'm You're mad you have to play at, at all? I'm assuming you guys just have yeah. to, you just get to, you just get to show up. Yeah, like, I would like the, like, the, like, fuck a first round by. Just give me, like, a first four round by and just let me show up in the quarterfinals when it matters. Well, um, one big question. Who is O-Bob? Who is O-Bob? Guy went fucking 90 minutes for your squad. Who is O-Bob? Uh, I'm looking at the lineup right now. The Number goat, 52. Oscar, Oscar Bob? O-Bob. <laughs> O-Bob. Oscar Bob, if I'm not mistaken, that is the Norwegian you think of when you think of Manchester City as Oscar yeah, Bob. Top, top two not to uh, young Norwegian at the club. Um <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Bob. Uh, yeah, I pulled up the lineup because I was getting ready to be like, oh, was it a heavily rotated squad? I'm like, kind of, because your rotated squad is just disgusting. You know what I mean? Like, they, they started Vardiol, Akanji, Ake, Kovacic, Grealish, Alvarez, and then it's like, oh, that's crazy because it's a heavily rotated side, which is depressing to say as a non-City fan. That that's like a heavily rotated side because I think the side I just named is probably playing European football. If they were separate from uh, <laughs> then your own setup there, but um, yeah, kind of the the real. I mean, is it more surprising that you guys lose rather than Chelsea win a game? What's more surprising? Actually, I think that's the best question. What's more surprising? Chelsea get a positive result against Brighton 
their own personal nemesis that they funded for years, or Manchester City do not win their own personal competition. I mean, I, I think you got to go with the Chelsea one at this point, just because Manchester City. Ouch, I don't know if you God. can. You can't call it their competition anymore. You know, we got taken down last year here too. It prevented our quadruple with this competition. So, um, you know, I think we've ceded ownership of the Carabao energy drink to the field once again. Wow. Generous of you. Generous of Pep to to allow the rest of us peasants to have a chance to maybe win. Got to give you guys something. Got to give you something. Well, you guys sure weren't winning the Champions League for a long time. So I guess at this point, you know, it's like, what are we going to hang another Carabao Cup? Like, where would we even put it? It's like, ah, yeah. let's try this other trophy. I'd let's say, see if there's any more room in here. <laughs> it's a sacrifice, I would say, that was 100% worth making. That is like the ultimate, like, dump your girlfriend and your new girlfriend's way hotter than your ex type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think UCL it's, it's, to the Carabao Cup. Yeah, it's even more just like you, like you break up with somebody or they break up with you and you're just like, oh, I don't have to deal with all the craziness anymore. It's like, oh, this is this is way better. I didn't even know. I didn't know I could be five minutes late to something and not absolutely get my bell rung. But here I am. This, you're like this girl. <laughs> this new girl is. She's prestigious. She's beautiful. She's recognized she has internationally. A, she has a driver's license. What? <laughs> your old. Yeah, girl she doesn't is just demand like, I drive her everywhere. It's crazy. Just hyped up on energy drinks all the time and crazy and neurotic. And so it's just a the hell of an upgrade for Manchester City Football Club. But but ah, we, we, no well, we'd Cole like Palmer. To no, no Cole, Cole Palmer. Palmer. Cole Palmer with a nutmeg assist. Chelsea also, I mean, beating a fucking Premier League team at this point is crazy. It wasn't in the Premier League, so, you know, hold on to your horses. But um, a nice win for Chelsea. Um, nice to actually score a goal. Nice to kind of deal with your tormentor of uh, Brighton, because that's certainly been the the recent tormentor. But other than that, pretty standard Carabao Cup run here. Unless you got anything else you feel like we uh, we need to cover, except for West Ham should absolutely have lost to Lincoln City. It was a brutal game. I watched the highlights of that, and it was just like whoa. But yeah, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you, Andrew. I was. Um... A little out of it on the cup, like watch City lose, obviously, but otherwise, a little out of it, saw your boys win. But um, not everybody appreciated your win, Andrew. I just want to bring up Andy Naylor what? on Twitter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let me read this off for just the people before oh, Andrew boy. Uh, gets on his pedestal here. Uh, Although beaten at Chelsea in the Carabao Cup, Brighton have won by absorbing and thriving after losing 10 players and staff to the opponents. So even when you win, Andrew, you can't win you in win. the media. <laughs> and it was one and it was one game in the Carabao Cup. Now this I, I sent this to Spencer earlier in the week because it just pissed me off. It's like, Brighton, do you want to sit at the big boy table, right, and compete for things? Or do you want to be like Southampton, who are decidedly not doing that? This is a this is a calmer version of what I sent to Spencer earlier today when I first read this. Because apparently this was pushing all my buttons, but like you don't get to claim the moral victory and the actual victory, right? Because that's kind of what this is. Um but they had a, you know, and it's true, right? We bought a lot of their Brighton players, right? Caicedo, um, Cucurella, they brought in Graham Potter last year. Um, hey, Spencer, quick question. How many of those were for free um, where it really screwed over Brighton and they've been in terrible since then? None of it. Uh, it's all literally just worked out for the better for them and they have 
$200 million off of three people. And that's not even covering all of it. Yeah. That math adds up to me. So poor Brighton is plus 200 million um, playing in Europe and finished better than us last year. But you know, good job on your fucking moral victory in the Carabao cup. We all got to make sure like, Oh, big surprise. Chelsea spent money and now they won a game. No, you have to give us the win. If you want, like you can't have the care. You can't have the, um, the moral victory and the actual victory. You only get one or the other. This is South. This is not contender behavior. This is, this is Southampton behavior. This is loser mentality to like the extreme. So I love Brighton. I, and actually I like Andy Naylor writes like anybody who writes a lot of soccer stuff. I always like, you know, cause we always keep reading your stuff, Andy, because Chelsea's going to buy your next guy too. And then it'll be 300 million. So just update your article, push it back out again next year, maybe in January, who knows? And you know, Mintoma's going to look great in blue. Who knows? Right. I doubt you got, you know, Evan Ferguson, we could use a striker. Joe Pedro missed gimmies, so maybe we don't need him, but Danny Welbeck might look good in a better shade of blue. You know, you can never tell. We might just show up with 50 million and tell you guys to uh, figure it out. You'll get 70 million out of us because that's just how you guys do it, but you don't get to be both. You can't be, this is loser mentality. Loser mentality from Brighton on a day where you lost. Come on. Yeah, Andrew. I love um, beating every other podcast and media outlet to the punch here of like saying loser talk by Brighton here. Um, Andy Naylor is I, I guess this isn't Brighton. Andy Naylor I'm, doesn't work Works for, for the Brighton, yeah. but he covers uh, them for is, the athletic and I guess perpetuates loser mentality. This this is a loser narrative. I would agree with you of like you guys are bossing it. Like you, if I'm Brighton, honestly, like what I think Brighton has to do is they have to call Andy Naylor and be like, hey, dude, shut up. We're winning. <laughs> We're winning in the league. We're doing great. Shut up. We don't need you perpetuating false victories for us when we have a bad day. You know what? And you have enough victories. You have victories. You're not Southampton. Southampton is relegated and has no one left on their team worth having. They're all gone, right? If they want to cry poor but have their money in the championship, that's actually fine, right? Go in the championship next year, buy some new players, and when you get relegated in two years, we'll do this all over again by buying your players. That's how this dance works if you're a loser. If you're going to be a good team, you have to act like it. West Ham isn't crying about Declan Rice being gone. They're trying to be better. So stop writing this article. This is crazy. It's also not new. This is not a new narrative. You didn't break. Oh, my God. You know what? Chelsea has bought a lot of Brighton players. Did you? Spencer, did you know, before, before I texted you the little link to the article, did you know that there was a lot of players on Chelsea and that, that used to be on Brighton? Did you have any idea? Has I hadn't even realized. Before? I had it's never realized. come up before. It's not half the podcast we've done since the World Cup. <laughs> Breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> I would just like to say um, <laughs> this is a new podcast record for us, and it only took you know my team being upset in like the third round and Andrew's team getting their first win in like God knows how long Woo! for us to get for us to do ten minutes on the Carabao Cup. So. Um, hey. I still don't care. Now I care even less. Maybe Andrew will begin to like the, the official Carabao Cup correspondent. Andrew might be up to like a fourth of a can of Carabao energy drink on the Carabao care meter at this point. <laughs> if we if we win the whole thing, I'll somehow buy a pack of these Carabao energy yeah, I, drinks. I, I, I actually that, like I don't them. know that you can legally buy them. I, I'm not I in will the energy drink game. Is this a I product find... we can purchase in America? 
I, I've never seen him in America. I will find a way. That will be my like victory gift to you. Of I will find you a twelve pack of Carabao or six pack, whatever they're sold. International in, shipping, be damned. We'll get it done. I will pay That's, fifty dollars uh, to get you a two dollar energy drink as a victory will, present. <laughs> they will sit in my fridge for a way weird amount of time, like a really long amount of time before I go. Oh, I should just get rid of these. Not you're always <laughs> not an energy drink guy. I prefer it to be a soccer tournament. And here we are, mm, running roughshod over Premier League fools. But speaking well, of Premier League foes, Spencer, let's get... another, I think, kind of another big win here for uh, Newcastle. Not as big maybe in stature as beating you guys in the Carabao Cup, but big in the scoreline. Uh, they went for two and got it. Eight, Newcastle, Ocho, to zero. Ocho. Ocho. They had eight goals, and Sheffield United showed up with their uniforms on and then i guess let the kids in the handshake line take it out from there what happened holy i don't cow. know it, this is this is becoming a fun tradition of like every year it feels like some dog shit team gets beat like eight to nothing at home it feels like like i remember southampton had they had taken the mantle of getting throttled at home seven eight nothing uh, I guess they passed that along when they went down, like they met at the old lobby, like the elevator of they were going down, Sheffield's going up, and they're like, hey, uh, here, you guys, you can take this. Can you guys hold like, on no, to no, this? No, we don't want this. Uh, we hold do on, not hold want on to this. this for me. And it's like, no, no, you have to take this. This is your <laughs> ticket to get up to the next floor. So tough day for Sheffield United, kind of two back-to-back tough ones for them after they bottled that game against Tottenham the week before. Maybe there's a little bit of a carryover yeah. from – bottling that one but mm-hmm. Newcastle they they're good man I we we talked about it a few weeks ago remember where people were like oh no they've had a bad start and I was like their schedule was just crazy and the first chance they had to basically to go against a team that was not good on their schedule they took full <laughs> advantage of it they were basically swinging with the donut on the baseball bat for like three weeks and they took the donut off which is like having elite players and being some of the best teams in the sport, let alone, you know, this league, right? They took that donut off the baseball bat and they were just like, oh my gosh, look how fast we can swing. We're going to hit the ball a mile. Um, Shout out to my buddy, Michael. We were actually at his house this weekend and left just before this game started. And I got back and I was like, what did you guys do to them? Like, what happened? He's like, I don't know, man. We ran through it, but shout out to Michael. If he's listening there, great win for Newcastle. Um, can I tell you my favorite thing about this box score? What's that? Is that there are no, everyone got one goal, right? When I think of like eight nil, right? I think of like a hat trick and then another hat trick. And then like, you know, like usually like a young guy gets his like first career goal and like a defender gets a goal, right? That's how like big wins happen in my head, right? That's the scoring break. Yep. And then the excuse is like, Oh, what happened? Well, you can't let Erling Holland get on a roll like that. He had three in the first 30 minutes, and then Rodri decided he wanted to have two, and Greeley scored two, and then, like, Rico Lewis popped up for one. Like, that's the Manchester City version of that that we've seen in the past couple of years, right, usually with KDB involved. But we got one goal from Sean Longstaff. We got one goal from Dan Byrne. Then we got a goal from Sven Bobman. Callum Wilson chips in in the 56th minute. Anthony Gordon gets one. Miguel Almiron, Bruno Guimarães, and Alexander Isak in the 87th minute. Eight different goal scorers? That's 
that is just the kind of like total domination that it's not like I don't know if you're Southampton and this and it's eight nil. I think you'd rather just be like, yeah, Holland scored five. What do you want us to do with that guy? Rather than just being like, no, everyone beats our guy all the time and we feel like shit. Like, I think it's much more, I think it, I think it hurts more. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's, saying the right it's, thing more, like, it's more like digestible when one guy just goes nuclear and you're just like, well, one of the best players on earth today, what are you going to do? And it's like, no, everybody <laughs> on their team is just so much better than everybody on our team. And we just got shit kicked by all 11 of their players, essentially. Yeah. Well, what are we going to do with Dan Byrne and Sean Longstaff? I'm like, I don't know. Go back in time and sign those guys for like 14 million. Seems probably like something you could, even you could do Sheffield. Like if you had told me like, Hey, Sean Longstaff and Dan Byrne start for Sheffield United next year. Would you be shocked? Or does it seem like, oh, nice for nice for Sheffield to stay up. That's nice. They spent their, <laughs> they spent their uh, staying in the Premier League money in a weird way. But at the same time, man, just kind of the – there were definitely more important games of the weekend, but that is the one that uh, stood out for me from last week, just on, just on hilarity alone. Um, yeah, that yeah. one, when you look like across the uh, results from the past wing, that's the one that definitely catches the eye anytime you see a uh, eight anywhere on either side of it. But um, probably the most important match of the weekend, I think we go to London for that one, Andrew. Oh, Palace Fulham, no, no. Okay. All right, never sorry, mind. Sorry, 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 yeah, sorry. Yeah. jump the gun. Go no, ahead, you... go ahead, tell us. No, you got <laughs> I was saving that one for later, damn it. <laughs> No, we're talking, of course, about Arsenal 2, Spurs 2. Spurs go into the Emirates, pull out a point. Um, Son responds twice to two Arsenal goals, gets them back in it each time. And um, I think my main takeaway from this, Andrew, is Spurs might be, a like, for real? <laughs> Arsenal? Might be. I think before we even get to are we real, are Spurs fun? Because for years they've been a, like the most attacking team on paper and you watch them play and you're like, this isn't fun. No one's having a good time. Are Spurs fun? Do you? I say, like, I'm going to whisper. I get real quiet here. Ready? Are, are Spurs fun to watch? Do we enjoy watching them play? Is it good? Is that safe? Can we say that? Is this a safe space? Kind of is kind of what I'm asking you here. Is this a safe space? Where this can be Andrew. discussed. Yeah, buddy. I don't know if Spurs are good yet. But they're fucking fun, dude. They're fun, they're buddy. Fun. <laughs> I'll give it go. to them. I'm the not captain. ready. I'm not ready to put them. Like last week I said Liverpool, right? Like I gave Liverpool the, you know what, title watch. You're in there. You got my attention. Spurs, they've, they've piqued my interest. I don't know if they'd say they have my attention quite what's the line from um Django on chan where he's like before know. now you have my attention oh man oh, i can't <laughs> remember it you had my interest now you have my, you attention. Have my attention i believe it was that they're just at the peaked my interest level right now of just like i'm keeping an eye but they don't have my full attention quite yet like a liverpool or an arsenal but okay certified fun they are a fun team to watch i love what Ann just doing with them over there and um, even without Kane, they're just getting the goals in bucket loads, it feels like, I mean, most weeks. 
They're sitting fourth in the table. I mean, is it is that the best mutual breakup you've seen? Because it's not like that dude's not flying high for Bayern right now. But oh yeah, he's the combination the of that of and and Post, yeah, he's absolutely like if you play for Wharton Bremen, hide the women, hide the children, because Harry Kane's coming to town for like two goals and two assists. It's, <laughs> the English you're getting gross. back for the Vikings. I guess Germans weren't Vikings, but you let's know what not I mean. bring up the Vikings. Sensitive subject for some of us <laughs> on the podcast. It's almost like they're being mauled by bears out there, except for the bears don't have any teeth and they certainly don't have a right arm. Yeah, those, um, those bears are geriatric. No, nah, those bears should be taken out back. And... Let's not talk about football. We're just let's this is going to be a sad boy about, podcast. Let's, let's just talk about soccer. <laughs> let's talk about soccer. Let's not talk about football. Um, <laughs> but uh, had had to even the score there with uh, Spencer, the makeshift. Uh, Bears fan, you're like the emergency goalie when, uh, when when two goalies get hurt in hockey. You're like the emergency Bears fan. You're like, I'm here. I guess I guess I can be the Bears fan now. You're here, right? Same I don't think that's fair. I'm I'm no, I'm, no, I'm looking I, at their worst. Well, and I'm saying like, no matter what, you gotta like honestly kind of talk about loyalty. You're just there, ready for any team to play, right? Like if you're the emergency goalie provided by the home team, maybe I'm misunderstanding uh, hockey a little bit as we go for the rare three sport um, analogy, but you are there ready to suit up for whatever team needs you. And the bears need you, right? You saw what was wrong with Kroenke. You abandoned ship. You could have followed them out there, but no, you sat in the arena. You're here. You're here for football and you're here. Unfortunately, right now for the bears, yeah. not much more Put fortunately than us, but yeah. I'll know, be their emergency the, quarterback. They might need me. <laughs> The pads That's are in the car. Right. Holy pads shit. Pads are in the car. Run out and get them. I can be ready in 10. We're good All to right. go. No more football. Back to back to soccer because I'm going to cry Back now. to soccer. A real sport. Um, with Where teams score points and don't break your heart as much. Um, Spurs are fun. Yeah, Spurs are fun. Um, is it troubling for... Um, just to really just go hard getting in the back on top quick there. But um, a draw from Arsenal here. Does it do anything to kind of sour the the title race we all like to believe would be on at this point? Um, I don't think this changes my opinion of Arsenal. I think, if anything, it's only somewhat changed my opinion of Spurs, right? I think that Spurs have shown me they're good. I think Arsenal are what they are, to me at least. I I think they're still in there. They are you know, a couple results away from seeding the challenger crown to city to like Liverpool. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the first, the, the number one contender, they're, they're close to seeding that to Liverpool. I mean, in the table, they already are technically, but in my head, I'm saying it's still, you know, city arsenal Liverpool to me, a mm-hmm. couple results that might change contender status, but I, I think arsenal are still, they are what they are to me still. This doesn't okay. really change my meter on them. How about you? Um, I think it kind of goes along with um, kind of just the general feel around Arsenal is I don't think Arsenal fans and like the media feel as good about Arsenal as like me and you are willing to kind of say like, hey, they're fine. They have a talented, good team, right? Because like they're still in a lot of like, like they got, they had their dream summer, right? They get Declan Rice, they get reinforcements at every level, right? And granted, they've had some injuries, not half as many as Chelsea, 
but they've had some injuries, right? People missing games and stuff like that. So I don't want to diminish that because that, that enough can take you out of a title race. Right. Um, but what I think is like, they pop up in a lot of rumors for strikers, right? Like uh, I saw the other day they were in for Ivan Tony. It's like, you got Eddie Niketia, you got Gabriel Jesus. You know what I mean? Like you have Trossard can do a job up there. You got Martinelli can do a job up there. Right. Like, do you guys need, like, you just sold Florian Balogun. Do you, is another striker what you're missing? And granted, maybe you think Tony's like the answer, right? Maybe you think he's a much higher level player. But at the same time, like, you don't hear rumors about City, right? Because everything's cool, right? Even their internal problems they solve. Um, and that's just obviously Pep being just at a, a, a different level than everyone, right? Um but I think that's part of what makes me go, like, I think Arsenal's good. Does Arsenal think Arsenal is good? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it makes me be like, do you guys think you're good? Or are you guys, like, looking for that next thing? Because you should just hold Pat with the young talent and develop, right? You guys, it takes time for a team to come together. Yeah, I I see your point on that. I, I think, for me, there's kind of a genesis I guess for our content to be a contender, right? There's like the couple seasons where you typically like break into the top four and you like break into like, maybe they could be sneaky title contenders. And like city went through that for a while. And it was like, granted throwing around a lot of money early on in the city revamp of the whole footballing team, I guess. But right. Like everybody's linked to your club. You're like, they, there's a lot of, I feel, maybe this is media driven more than like club driven of just people being like, oh, they're one player away, right? They're this player away. They're that player away. Like, yeah, most clubs are kind of going to be in that scenario, like Arsenal, especially when they're chasing a team like City, where as City to me are, you know, they, they aren't one player away. They are what they are. They are the team yeah. that wins the championship yeah, and- every year, and they're not going to be linked to all these players as much, but um. I, I do see what you mean of like, there's been a lot of noise at least with Arsenal with people, but like wasn't, yeah. Like doesn't, if you're successful, isn't it supposed to calm down around the team? Right. Like well, the English never the calm go- down. No, but I mean, there's a Spanish guy coaching a quote unquote, you know, historic English team, right. With a lot of money behind them. If it's Pep and city, you don't hear anything. If it's Arsenal, they're switching goalies. They're buying forwards who are betting on the game. It's like, if you guys just kind of held tight for a minute and you were like, Hey, what if we just kind of let Saka rice Odegaard, uh, Ben white, William Saliba. If we kind of let, what if we just let that core kind of cook here for a little bit and we stop frantically adding Kai Havertz and David Raya's. And now we've, now you got, you know, Aaron Ramsdale. Is he going to be the, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're doing, I expected after their busy offseason to have a much more settled team this year, right? For it to be kind of just like quiet, good news around the team, like kind of that boring city, you know, kind of malaise of like, oh, they signed a good player. They made it like a solid move. And it's just been like chaos, man. Like they they fed the wolf that is the rabid Arsenal fan base. And the problem is once you feed the wolf, you can't not feed the wolf, right? Once you are title hungry. contenders... Once you're once a title contender time, anything else is a failure. So yeah. I think that's kind of hard to deal with, right? Because City had those jumps. I mean, 
Chelsea had those lumps too when they were competing at that level. Yeah, and I think to your point, Arsenal have fed into that a little bit, right? Like the, we talked about the David Raya signing at this time of like, why is that even a thing? That feels weird. They they've they've definitely fed into this a bit, right? This isn't all mm-hmm. media creative as I suggested maybe a second ago. I didn't want to come off that passive at them, but they're trying. They're trying to break into that next echelon. But I'm with you. Maybe relax a little bit more. Maybe just try to keep some guys in house um, and let your couple new signings shine. But there's more than one way to skin a cat, I suppose, and there's more than one way to get into a title race, Andrew. And one of those ways might be to just sell all your midfielders to Saudi Arabia and just buy a whole <laughs> new midfield like Liverpool did. Because I they was won just 3-1. about to transition there, my guy. Good luck. Yeah, look at that one. Look at you. But three uh, one, so Liverpool bad. beat West Ham over the weekend uh, at Anfield. I said last week they had my attention. I don't have a ton on this game, but um, my if my attention was at a like three out of ten, they bumped it up to at least like a four point five. Maybe they're they're very close to number one contender status, like I insinuated a minute ago. Yeah, and uh, I think it was in the cup game, but that like that rocket from uh, Sazalai. Yeah, because it wasn't in this game; it was in the cup game. I'm sure you saw that highlight from uh, Dominic Sazalai. Um, yeah, he's just a rocket into the top corner, right? Like, and and like this is where I mean by like Liverpool, where we just were talking about Arsenal, right? Liverpool, despite like all the Mane, you know, stuff leaving, and is Salah gonna go to you know, um, <laughs> gonna go to the Saudi league for a billion dollars, right? Um, the front three of Salah, Nunez, Diaz, and then the they finally got like kind of their traditional like back four, right? Or, you know, traditional guys in their back four there with Van Dyke back, Robertson, Matip, uh, no Trent in this one, but, um, and then just adding to the midfield, right? is kind of a solid acquisition, not noisy, right? I was losing my mind because of how cheap they got McAllister and Sobosly. Um <laughs> Just in a, why can't we go for those guys for those prices type of way? Um, but like, they're, they still have the same like identity, right? They don't have any of that. Um, they they have something that's easier to build off of, right? It's like, well, you're still the same team, right? It's still get the ball up to Salah, press the ball up the field, right? Luis Diaz, I think, doesn't get the love, but he's a maniac. And if you can just develop Darwin Nunez instead of shuffling him in and out of the lineup like a crazy person, he might actually be okay. Not the uh, best striker sold in that window before I get you all up in a tizzy, but... Uh, you know, he could be pretty good, right? He's played he's played well this year. You gotta give him his flowers a little bit. Yeah, and we we said as much coming into the year that we could see Nunez taking a step this year. Like you almost expected he couldn't miss some of the chances he missed last year. Like if he did, then it's just it, it's almost it was almost a non repeatable Yeah. <clears throat> like it's it, it, it would have been Timo Werner probably even worse than Timo Werner, like the chances he was missing last year. He was able to repeat that. But um he's figured it out. People kind of seem to forget that Luis Diaz and like Diego Diego Jota are pretty good. They were hurt most of last year. Mm-hmm. Mohamed Salah is still Mohamed Salah, and that <laughs> new midfield of Sobasly, um, along with McAllister and whichever one they're playing in the middle with them. Typically, I believe over yeah. the weekend they um, put Curtis Jones in, but I know they've put um, the Graven Birch has got Endo, some time. The new Graven guy, Birch, Endo, Endo in, in there. there. 
They so, got Gakpo. You know what I mean? Like they have this kind of like flexible, fun lineup that I think is what you're alluding to. Yes, it's um, it's good. My attention is ramped up a bit from last week. Uh, I, I don't remember in our predictions. Please don't go back and sewer me. If I didn't pick them for top four, then I'm very disappointed in myself because I have a very, you know, scientifically proven theory of Liverpool is great every other year. And this was a good year for Liverpool. I knew that. I told you last year before the year, we weren't on record for the podcast, unfortunately, but I said it's a bad year for Liverpool. They're going to finish bottom four. Or they're, they're not going to finish top four. I don't know why, but that's just how it is. It all worked out that way. I scientifically had proven I knew they would be good this year. So if I went against the science, that's just dumb on me. But when, And if you back. think about it, if you go back in the history of, of Spencer Picks, this is money in the bank, right? This is the same guy who brought you Qatar winning a game at the World Cup, mm-hmm. right? Just yep. money in the bank, right? Just lock yep. it up. Um, Serbia to the semifinals. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, not that I'm much better in any of that regard. I think you had the better bracket. We finally decided, but, uh, um, speaking of a team, I know I didn't have in the top four, um, United kind of survive against Burnley, right? One nil from, uh, Bruno Fernandez. And then they just have not been, I don't know, man. Like, do we want to even talk about the United team right now? Like this is the least they've given us to talk about in the last couple of weeks, but, uh, yeah. Should we give them kind of a pass almost this week? Like, you took care of business, decent job, like, you know. I Yeah, I I almost think That's kind of where I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I'm pretty with you here. I think for United, it's just like, it's been so noisy off the pitch with the Sancho nonsense, the um, Anthony nonsense, all that stuff. It's just like, you won, take, like, come up for air, get a gasp of air, you're going back underwater. Uh, You're going to at least dodge my criticism for this week. Like that's just a, that's just a like self-sustaining victory for them. Right. That's just like, okay, let's just, let's survive and move on to the next week. And hopefully they took care of palace and the Carabao cup three, nothing like, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of business as usual, like business as you would think it would be, but you know, um, bottom of the table, just a quick look there. Everton, are they going to be, is Everton going to be like, Frisky, are they going to figure this out? 3-1 win over Brentford here with Calvert, Dominic Calvert-Lewis. I'm assu- Lewin scoring. I'm assuming a headed goal from James Tarkovsky because how else would that happen? But, you know, Brentford, not a bad team, man. Brentford can get you on a bad day. Like, is Sean Dyche back, I guess, is the big question. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying no here, Andrew. They, that's Ooh. their first victory of the year. That's... um. Step in hey, the right direction. There aren't bad. Any yet, team but... with one victory is still in title contention. You have to say that out loud if you're in the same similar situation that is, as me. That I did. I, I'm like looking at the tables. I said that. Like I wanted to check because I was pretty sure that was their first victory. And then I'm like, oh my god, they're only one point behind Chelsea. Oh Jesus hey, Christ! That's a competitive sorry, part of the table. <laughs> All right. Okay. Do you want to do Chelsea? Um. No. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, you no, won. like this, this, this game was fine. We won. We talked already kind of about, you know, a good, a good win versus the Brighton team. Um, the, so the quick Chelsea update is like from Saturday or Sunday here, I guess it was like they played fine. They were probably the better team, but they're just not taking their chances. 
right it's gone a little bit from this is a nightmare situation what's happening to a little bit more of if they could just put the ball kind of in the back of the net and avoid like crazy red cards from Malo Gusto, which was a horrible call. Um, the refs were a fucking nightmare in the first half of that. Now. Okay. Yeah. You got me worked up. Here we go. In the first half, they signaled for like three minutes of extra time. Spencer, what is like the number one thing that refs have been all about since the world cup playing um, all the minutes, right? Yes. When it's three minutes, they're not going to do like <clears throat> two and some change. They called it like a minute later, right? And people were pissed off, right? People are all around the referee. Chelsea was playing better at the end of the first half. It killed the momentum, but um, this will come into play later, right? So then Malagusto, right, slides in. It The tackle, like when you break it down, it's not a good tackle, right? It's for sure like a yellow card, which I don't think he was sitting on a yellow card if I'm if he already had a yellow, um, oh, straight red. Here. No, yeah, but oh yeah, they pulled the yellow for a straight red. That's what it was. They go to VAR, and all of a sudden we're down a man. So now we're just in a situation where we can't really expect to win, and they they lose it late, and it happens, right? Ollie Watkins gets basically one chance. Well, he gets two chances. He gets one. We block it, and then he takes a quick ricochet shot, and it beats Robert Sanchez. And <clears throat> all of a sudden, what should have been at least a draw with a team that I think is okay, right? Pretty solid to okay with Aston Villa this year to a loss. And it's just like, like how, how are, how are, how is my team going to let me down now? Right. Um, and that's just been happening in all sports. It's been, it's been a tough run of games for, for, for me, for you um, in all sports here. It's been kind of a, kind of a brutal, what, two weeks three weeks since the NFL season started. Um, I didn't even know it started. That's crazy. Yeah, no, we're just soccer over here. We're locked in. Um, <laughs> Hockey's in like two weeks. That's awesome. Yeah, that'll make you Except feel I better. I think the Blues are going <laughs> to so. Isn't that going to not help? Um, and it's not like Go you City. know anybody who will talk to you about Connor Bedard. Uh, well, they're not even <laughs> in the Carabao, man. Like, you're going to have to be watching midweek. Oh, Blues yeah, games. everything's coming up shit for yeah, me. Yeah, sorry. Hey, sorry to drag you down in the mud with me, but as a – Vikings Cubs fan it's had a little tough here to also have to watch Chelsea play but um the thing I like most so they they lose on Sunday um it comes out yesterday that Reese James who's you know our cl- club captain and also hurt what is getting uh charged by the FA for at the halftime yelling at the referee about how about like not playing the full amount of time so even when we're not playing, right? Reese James is not playing. We're getting fucked by the referees for not doing what they said they wanted to do and concentrate on, you know, but nice red card too. So um, if you're in the area and you have your own soccer cleats on Monday, you may be playing right back for Chelsea because Malagusto plays right back. Reese James plays right back. They're either hurt or injured or suspended and serving a suspension. So And you guys sold Lewis Hall, didn't you? Oh, left back, buddy. Don't worry. We still got oh. well, that's well, and actually like that's part of why they uh they sold Lewis Hall is because it's like, hey, we think you're kind of like a left back slash midfielder, like baby Zinchenko y kind of. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you're more in that role than you are that. And um so we countered in the game against Brighton by starting three left backs. Um mm-hmm. we started one at left back. We started Ben Chilwell at left back for the first time in like a month, which 
is crazy. He had his best game in like a month. I don't know why if the two are related, if they have anything to do with one another, but who knows? Then we started another left back at right winger, Ian Matson. He's, you know, good academy kid. Um, but, you know, we started a left winger there. And then we started a blast from the past, Mark Cucurella, Pep's old flame. Didn't right even back. know he was allowed to play anymore. He is as of the other hair. day when everyone is in trouble or hurt or suspended. Um, so it's crazy what that'll do for your playtime. Here you go, son. 90 minutes against Potoma. Figure it out. Um, welcome back. Here's your old team. Uh, you just have to deal with Matoma. Yeah, I think, um, right. This, this was a way huger rant potentially if we recorded on like Tuesday before Chelsea kind of got a victory yes, in the yeah, bank yeah, yeah. over this Brighton the... and stuff. Definitely calm the waters a bit. Yeah. And if that's alarming to anybody, I'm sorry. This is what Spencer has to deal with all the time. This is what Brayden has to deal with. It's. Yeah, but you know. you know, what? Who's who's Chelsea play this week? And we might be right back here for an A one rant next Fulham, week. We play Fulham Monday. Oh yeah! Oh, so. if they drop points to Fulham. I I think we're right back, dude. Yeah, it's a perfect. Pre- yeah, it'll be the only game on. You know, the podcast and everybody else will have their whole thing to talk about. It'll it'll be perfect. And yeah, like Liverpool, there's Spurs no be damned. Well, there's no uh, like there's no way. Like, even if Chelsea won, like, 4 nothing and looked incredible, right, it would just be, like, a British joke about how much money they've spent. Like, here's oh, my yeah. prediction. If it all, if, if Chelsea decide to fire on all cylinders, despite uh, Nicholas Jackson in, like, the seventh game of the year already being suspended for yellow cards, um, he plays forward, so that doesn't really happen. If we score, like, four goals and look incredible somehow... I just like to predict the British cheeky little jokes where they think they're so funny. Um, but, oh, well, if you pay a billion dollars, you might as well win a game occasionally. Oh, oh, oh. Like, that's a great British impression and a great accent. I nailed it. Well, I, I can guarantee, like, death, taxes, and there's going to be a stat of, like, Chelsea's midfield, some graphic. Chelsea's midfield costs as much as Fulham's entire eleven and bench. Like that's right. they're gonna put a graphic up about oh, that. Oh, for or sure. They're gonna mention it. That's that'll happen. That's just a, it's a fact. You know what? Don't show us that graphic, you assholes. We might just buy Paulinha. You thought he was going to Bayern? He might be coming to Chelsea. Don't tempt us with a good time. Like, oh my gosh, their midfields, our midfield's worth a billion dollars, and yours is only worth ninety million dollars. We'll take like Harry Potter on the train. We'll take the lot, baby. Send them all over, whoever you got. We don't care if it's a shitty Harrison Reed who's a little past his prime. You throw in a Tom Kearney, ugh, they're a little old, but we'll have them. It'll be great. That'll we'll be fun. I'm looking forward. To I'm looking forward to that battle on and off the pitch of Todd Bully just going into um, the opposing owner's box and just being like, we'll take the lot. I, I need that Tim camera. Ream, I need that all Tim Ream and Anthony Robinson putting on fake uh, British accents so he doesn't realize they're American, so he doesn't bring them over. <laughs> Tim Ream, top of the morning, Todd. How are you? I'd be like, oh, I thought that guy was American. I don't want him now. Like, let's keep him. I mean, uh, none of them, both of them are over the age of 25, so gross. Get them out of here. <laughs> like Leonardo DiCaprio, we're just not doing it, but. <laughs> Todd but, and Leo not dealing with 25 year olds gross that Get should uh, out of here that should be a fun one on well that's Monday I was gonna say this weekend that'll be a fun one on Monday um Liverpool Spurs this weekend a big like 
Liverpool, yeah. you said, maybe number one contender. Spurs, maybe fun, but maybe good. Like, Spurs win yeah. that. They're official. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this, Spurs fans. You win, I'll say you're good. I'll come on this podcast next Ooh. week. I'll say you're good. There's your okay. carrot on a stick. Nice. Um, and then Give me some game, breathing room. What games do you want to watch on Sunday? Which games do you think will be fun? Um. Well, Nottingham Forest Brentford sounds like a mm. lot of fun, and, yep. and then, um, I, um, I, th- I think after that one airs at eight, I might just watch Nottingham Forest Brentford again uh, <laughs> at ten. Well, you can throw you re-watch watch it on it. Telemundo, so that'd be kind of a different, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, experience. yeah, new experience. Goal! My scheduling guys. Ah, yep. Like, uh, I mean, this is kind of a rant from last week, and I'm not going to go too full into it, but get your heads out of your sorry asses, Premier League scheduling. I know it's you're not scheduling things for the American TV audience, but I'm pretty fucking sure they're paying you, and I'm pretty fucking sure you guys don't air half of your games so that people can watch people play horrible like Sunday league soccer, right? So we'll, we're paying you money for it. Why don't you put these on at some competitive time slots and uh, just even have the games not all happen at once? Well. The good news is that that's on Sunday, and um, as you pointed out to me like five minutes ago, apparently uh, the NFL is back. I didn't even realize, so I guess I'll just yes. watch Sunday Countdown afterwards instead. <laughs> it's good. I had no idea, so that's good. I can I've I've planned my Sunday out. That's good. I, I was banking on more Premier League games, but we'll be all right. Yeah, you know you know what I want to watch as a Vikings fan pregame. That'll make me feel better. A balanced approach from the national guys who definitely won't you know. Just shit on my team. It'll be great. Um, <laughs> basketball well, season starts soon, so that's fun. And we get to hop off in a second and go watch, you know, the two teams in our division that aren't 0-3 and, and, like, look, you know, God, competent. if they both look good, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> I need one of these teams to absolutely lay an egg. My dad said on the phone earlier, he's like, I can't wait to see which one's going to tie it. I'm like, yep, just praying for the tie. Come on. Vikings aren't nuts. out of it yet, baby. We'd only um, go. We'd only go another half game behind them. Then that'd be kind of cool. That'd be huge if we could only lose a half game <laughs> today. Kind of best case division. scenario, I think. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're not quite. We're, we're coming. We're coming for that division. It's not out like of reach 20, yet. Twenty seven. Mean, if the Falcons with fucking could, Caleb know. Williams. You guys, hold on, hold, whoa, 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 hold on. I thought you guys had a quarterback. I've heard for months now in excruciating detail that the Bears have a quarterback. Yeah. Is this true? No, um, no comment. Okay. The result, the, the rumors of my demise have been greatly exaggerated. My, um, the Bears don't have a quarterback and neither does my fantasy football team. It's, it's a disaster, an unmitigated <laughs> disaster, Andrew. Eggs in the same basket, my friend. Can't have your all your eggs in the same basket. It's, yeah, and that basket is in tatters. <laughs> and, that, and that and there's no possible way through the air to get that basket here from 10 yards down the field <laughs> you need to move that basket 30 feet you better pick it up and walk it over there bud just punt it um and hope ever and hope ever doesn't fuck you on the way um the vikings are just as bad and would drop the basket and give it to the other team so let's shit on my team too um and also um if someone was if the if the if the basket was going to be thrown uh, say uh, Suzuki would absolutely airmail the catch and not end the game when we need to. So I don't have any other sports despair to kind of work through this week. So um, unless you're ready, unless you got anything else, but I think I'm uh, about ready to get out of here. 
Yeah, let's uh, call this before it just turns into a therapist session. It's gonna be. A, I, I'm gonna have to charge you before too long, uh, like sixty. I'm gonna have to charge you too. Ooh, I'm like sixty-five dollars an hour. Oh, you're Cut an your expensive. Deal, That's 62. nice. Friends and family. Yeah. Um, you got. You know but, what? You got a birthday coming up, buddy. That's actually oh, the other thing we got. We got somebody I know, and I'm not gonna say who has a particularly round number coming up here. Um, <laughs> Some would call it a milestone. I, I mean, whatever. Um, you know anybody? Yeah, um, that would be me, Andrew. Unfortunately, Ooh, um, if, okay. if the next time you hear from us on this podcast, this, it sounds like you know we're very boomery and our takes are very outdated. <laughs> it's because we are no longer holding any remnants of a sub thirty year old demographic <laughs> on this podcast anymore. We're just uh, we're actually going to start you know talking about. Um, you know how the game the used to be better gas. back in our days uh the price, the price of gas, of gas. Um, and how music um, used to be know, better mark cucarella's hair now. is why he's bad at it's soccer. just too long um oh, the all-time old they're all guy flashy take. yeah just just go full on full heel on um what's Tuesday wrong with a nice pair of record. black or white boots what are all these color why do you need so many colors on your feet just yeah. lace them up and go play Mm-hmm. I don't even, I don't, we should actually figure that out. What are the oldest, what are old guys soccer takes, right? Because we're generally pretty new fans and I don't know how to distinguish, distinguish from old guy takes and British takes. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we need to, we may need to find, if you know anybody, let us know. An well, I, older American soccer fan to see what the old guy takes are. Cause I feel like we know what they are for most other sports and maybe they're just a universal thing. Andrew, I have the ultimate old guy take. It's right in front of us this whole time. The old guy soccer take is that Manchester United are still a big club. Boom! <laughs> that unfortunately Fucking is the take burned. of someone who died in about 98. That is actually the take of a dead man. Um, yeah. 2005, if you just kind of, you know, lost contact with that continent right with europe you just have no idea you just cut them out completely that might be uh i might be where you head there but um yeah let us let us know actually hit us up with with some of your old guy sports takes i would actually love to hear them uh i would i want to i want to know what the quintessential one is to me it's always if joakim noah could just get a haircut oh man i really like that guy Shout out to Grandpa Orv, <laughs> who literally had that take in like Joakim Noah's rookie season. Shout out Chicago Bulls. Um, but yeah, hit us up on uh, social media. I, I do want to hear your old guy takes. What are the old? What are your favorite old guy sports take? What's your go to? Yeah, for sure. At Fish Fries Pod on the Twitter machine, Fish and Fries Pod at gmail.com. Email them to us. Get all that. Any other good stuff? send that our way follow us you know subscribe to the pod all that good nonsense we really appreciate it guys but uh we'll try to get some of those in maybe next week i'll try to stew on a couple more rather than just sewering manchester united yeah well we're not gonna hot dog it anymore that's another one for you there if he would stop hot quit hot dogging it um i think we're uh we're ready to get out of here buddy until next time until next time take care all see you from the other side of 30 Woo!